Let's do it. Yeah. Um, welcome back to another episode of the 128KV podcast. There's been so many, I've lost count. Yeah. Episode five? five? I want to say five. Well, we'll know when we upload it. <laughs> uh, in true. this episode, we're going full retro gaming. Oh, can't wait. We look at something special. We also look at the Steel Series. Five? What is Rival it? Rival five. five. Yeah. Exciting. A 200 megapixel camera phone. Mm. And some news from Nintendo. Ooh. Ooh. Exciting stuff. Sounds great. I'm, I'm excited already. So it's been a big week at 128KB. It has been, yeah. And next week's an even bigger week. Ooh. Do you know what's happening next week? No, I don't know. It's your birthday. Oh, is it? <laughs> well, actually, it's your birthday in two days. Yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. Yes. July the 4th, Ooh, if yeah. you uh, want to get Andy anything, it's probably a bit late. By the time this goes out, it's probably in the past. Yeah, it definitely will be. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, uh, it's Andy's birthday, Woo. 30th birthday, and uh, as an exciting gift, what happened? Oh, it was amazing. The I, best retro gift ever. I got the Tubbs box. <laughs> Rachel Green's tubs. Rachel box. Green's tubs, and inside Rachel Green yeah. was actually um, I'll rip your head off and shit <laughs> down your neck. Well, something incredible that uh, these amazing guys got for me was an Evercade. Yeah, which we were talking about in past podcasts of the last episode. Yeah, the last episode and the time before that. Did we Maybe. mention it? No, 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 no. That was the E3. Yeah, then no, no. I'm, I'm getting yeah. over myself. So uh, definitely one step better than the Intellivision Amico. That's what I was just about <laughs> to say. I thought we mentioned it when we first mentioned yeah. the Intellivision, but what we, we didn't. It was the next stream. Um, sorry, podcast. Uh, it's yeah, amazing. Like as we said last time, so hyped because of the it's licensed yeah and it has those individual cartridges yeah but we were really excited to get our hands on one to see you what's know, it actually like what's it like what's the build quality like is it one of those like horrible cheap plastics is the screen nice do the controls you know do they feel nice um and just what is it like in person and yeah. we, we sort of both said oh well we'll wait a bit and, yeah and get yeah, one yeah. and then obviously being my birthday soon these guys jumped out and went there you go. I was like, are you serious? It's genuinely hard. I was saying to you just before we start recording, it's really hard to buy someone a present that you actually want yourself. Yeah. But also, it's kind of like you're a guinea pig as well. True. Because it's a gift, so it doesn't actually matter if it's a bit shit or if it's <laughs> yeah. really good, then it's a yeah. bonus. You know? Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's a thoughtful gift, yeah, something yeah. I know you're like. Yeah, yeah. If you think it's all right, then maybe I'll get one later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And if it's total trash, then I don't need to that's worry about sweet. it. I dodged a bullet. <laughs> but the problem is, um, as soon as you opened it, turned on that screen, which I think is an IPS screen. It's got to be IPS. It's not TN, because as soon as you change the angle... it's The colour maintains. Yeah, it doesn't like grey out, which is a classic TN issue as soon as you turn it on and obviously the first game we played was earthworm jim oh yeah because why not because yeah yeah um it looked amazing yes the buttons oh they were just gorgeous the rigid nature of the chassis yeah and how like thick that plastic felt yeah yeah it, it feels really premium in hand mm. The games looked fantastic they responded so smoothly super quick as well wasn't it perfect emulation yeah um it's a problem because now I have to buy one. <laughs> but because I'm a child, I can't buy the same thing as you. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to buy the console version. That's great because we can use this as a controller on the console yeah, version. It's yeah, it's going to be sick. I genuinely thought, there was part of me thought it was going to be like one of these. Yes. I've got this like obviously totally illegal Game Boy ripoff that's yep. preloaded with 
a thousand Nintendo games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's quite good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not bad. But the plastic's really thin. And it creaks when you press creaks, on it. Creaks, the buttons aren't that responsive. And you can actuate the buttons without pressing the buttons, can't yeah, you? Yeah, I've, like, if you hold the B button too hard, it can sometimes flex the plastic enough to press the reset button. So yeah. It's a bit janky. But you know, I don't know how much this costs. It was a gift. Yeah. And like I thought this could be, as a gift, you go, it's kind of cute it's kind of cool yeah that's a great gift it, it's not like breaking the bank money. no and you haven't gone out and spent like a lot of money yourself on it expecting it to be great like the intellivision amico exactly exactly yeah, yeah yeah um i think what these retailing at 70 60 70 pounds either 70 or 80 yeah but game uk is selling the premium pack and the starter pack at 60 pounds so i don't know what they're doing there the other thing you can drop the box if you uh, want. No, I was kind of was <laughs> just, just like. Oh. The other thing that really really impressed me is um, how big it is and yes. how big the screen is. Perfect size because I was worried that it would be a little bit small to yeah. give yourself like hand cramp, and I didn't expect it to have a very ergonomic shell. So I was expecting it to be a little bit like claw grippy. Yeah get a bit of cramp after use but it's actually like you can tell these guys have come from an actual user point themselves and gone you know what we want something that's going to be comfortable and big enough for adult hands yeah um and the controls have got to be snappy like and responsive and i've put a thumbprint on it (laughs) (laughs) just cleaned the screen as well (laughs) just for this i just did that oh i did it again oh no i have to clean the screen again don't let me near clean screens. I can't help myself. Um, do you know one of my favourite things are the shoulder buttons? Listen to that. Perfect. Oh, that sounds really so good enjoyable. Well. Yeah, it sounds great on uh, the head. But you're right. It's really ergonomic. Um, it fits really comfortably. It's like a little bit better than the Switch. <laughs> for, its, for its ergonomics yeah, ergonomic wise yeah I mean I, I would have to agree because it actually fits your hands yeah switch is a bit too big switch is too big and it's too thin yes and there's no comfort grooves on it no, it's just got moulding yeah it's got moulding around the edges and it's fat enough to actually get your hands on it yeah. and these like um, shoulder bug- buttons are like got comfort grooves in yeah. but they are moulded yeah so that you actually can rest your fingers on comfortably yeah so you're not like pulling your your fingers below it yeah. like I do with the switch. If I'm not using the triggers, I often and just then you get drop them. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this actually fits really nicely. The screen's wide enough with that sixteen by nine ratio. Yeah. Even though you can adjust it to stretch or play in like almost four by three kind of style. Yeah. So yeah, you can for those are unsure, you can have the games as standard as they're supposed to be four by three. Yeah. But very simply in the settings, you can switch it to 16 by 9 yep. to fill the whole screen. Yep. And you don't have to be in the main menu to do that. No. You can do it there, but if you were playing a game and you went, actually, I want to stretch it out or yeah. or I want to revert it, mid-game, yeah. you can just press you know, menu button, go down, change, and it's as quick as that. It's really quick. Yeah. Like, it's super, super snappy. Game to load instantly. Yeah. And the sound's pretty good as well. Yeah. Like, you know, with these little speakers, I mean, all over i mean you can see that they've taken care in the design of this yeah. and i like that white and red retro arcade look yes yeah, cool um it yeah i'm really impressed by just again the lack of flex anywhere like the yeah. build quality is really nice i like the sort of big round d-pad just for use on certain games that might require like fighting games yeah 
uh, where you need to do rolls and stuff with it, um, which you certainly can't do on a Switch because no. of those stupid little buttons. End up getting like friction, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but all of it, all of it's great. The sound like works well. The the volume placement is good on the bottom. Yeah, because you know you can just quickly tap it, and you're not running the risk of accidentally not knocking it by yeah. accident and you've got a headphone out you've got a micro usb for charging it's not a USB-C, but to be fair you know most people have micro usbs it's not the end of the I'd world i'd say the only thing that disappoints me with it is that the output for putting on the tv, TV. is a mini hdmi yeah and not full-sized yeah and it's 720p yeah uh, not yeah. like you're going to notice because yeah, no. it's retro games that you're displaying. Yeah, as long as it interprets it to fill the screen and doesn't leave a space. Yeah, but fine. you might be able to change that like in the menu yes. maybe, like when you adjust those screen sizes might reflect onto the TV. I, I'm curious, I'll have to look again as to what the console's putting out. Yes. Whether that's 1080 or 720. I, I can't remember. I would have thought 720. It would make sense for it, it to be make the same. It would make 720, yeah, it would make sense because the screen's small here. Yeah. It doesn't really need to be any higher resolution than that. To be fair, 720 is probably overkill. Yeah. Um, and then 720 on the TV makes sense because, again, it's not like... Isn't that what the Switch puts out via dock? No, 1080. 1080. 720 handheld. Yeah. 1080p docked is the Switch. Um, unless you're a, a believer of the Switch Pro 4K. 4K definitely coming yeah i don't believe that. that's all because of tony hawks <laughs> yeah just because of tony hawks <laughs> super nintendo switch yeah. but in the meantime if you can't get a switch pro like no one can um then get yourself an evercade but seriously the um build quality and everything of this i am impressed like for the price for the price for 60 pounds like damn that yeah, is epic. worth it yeah yeah and the game cartridges on the like you've got the boxes which is great and we've said before in our previous podcast that you get collections of games. Yes. So the cartridge isn't just one game like a Game Boy. Yeah. It's like like a whole bundle from, I don't know... Typically a publisher. Yeah, it? yeah, like Atari yeah. or whatever it may be. And what I really loved when you take those um, cartridges out and you slot them in, A, it fits flush with the system. Yeah, it's nice. Like, so it, it literally f- like fits the ergonomics of the actual console itself. But then, And then it's got like a little blaze... Um, thumb groove so you can push it back out but then on the very bottom of it it's got you know what collection yeah. you have there so you don't so have you to see the game exactly still. you don't have to pop it out and go oh that's what I've got in there yeah. like you've got it printed on the back with the number that it is and then on the opposite side you've got like the picture of the actual you know um, you've got the picture of yeah. the collection yeah. and that so and it matches the cover yeah the other thing I really liked um, I don't know if we can get a game case out a second. Yeah, 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 definitely. The the game cases have a um, like an Atari feel to them, like the Atari cartridges. Maybe the Master System as well. Yeah, the, the cases look similar. They'll sit really nicely as a collection because they're all numbered. Yeah, love that. Um, but also, once you get inside, you've got a a little artwork booklet inside which shows you a little bit of detail about each game, and I really liked that. So you've got this. This spine, which it reminds me of the Master System, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel the same. Yeah. Um, they'll sit really nicely as if, if anyone wants to collect them, which I'm sure we will. <laughs> and then you have this really lovely little artwork booklet inside. I just like that little touch. Yeah, and it's full colour. It's not just yeah. like a yeah, like yeah. an afterthought. Like, they've actually put some time 
into these little booklets showing you every game that's in there. Tells um, you the controls yep, about controls. the game, some tips. Yep. And then the, the history of the game. Yes, and when it was released. Yeah. So, you know, like, um, let's say Pac-Man, for instance, in Japan, 1984, USA, 1993. So, like, and all that kind of stuff and genre and it's just great. Like, if you're watching on YouTube, yeah. you can probably see, like, our little uh, things that we're showing you. But it's just so well thought out. And again, the cartridges sit in there really nicely. Um, you, you, you know, I don't ru like feel like I'm going to damage the cart pulling it in and out. No. Some of those old cases yeah. gripped on for dear life. Yeah, it really do. You know, and uh, I was always a bit worried pulling them in and out. Yeah. Um, but these, it just, you know, that's, it's great. And they're a good size box. They're not overly large. Do you know the thing that was, I'm just thinking about that's really surprising me? Mm is that the emulation is so good, yet the games, they weren't even remotely on the same systems. No. So yeah. you've got like Pac-Man Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is from like the Atari 2600. Yeah. An 8-bit game. Then you've got, we were playing Earthworm Jim on the yep. same console, just swap a cut, cut in yeah, and out. Yeah, which is a 16-bit game from the Mega Drive yep. or Genesis, if you're in America. Mm. Um, that's... That's kind of incredible. It's actually. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And just how quickly it can do that, like it, jump from one it, to the other. Cart in, on, it's loaded. And each cart on the front says like 8-bit and 16-bit games. That's kind of crazy. So you don't it? need it's to like reload the system or anything. It's cross-platform emulation. It's just bam, like works. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, very, um, very cool. So if you're looking for a retro games console this year, um, and maybe you saw the Intellivision Amico and went, oh, that's the thing for me, don't buy that. Save yeah. your money. Yeah, don't buy that at two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, like, go for the Evercade. Get the Evercade. Get maybe if you want one for everyone to play. Get the Evercade versus. I think it's called. Yep, it's coming out. Hundred pounds. Yeah, November it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pre-order it. Yes. Yeah, a hundred quid for a four-player console. Crazy. And the, these game cartridges, which are bundles of games, up up to twenty games, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, they're like fifteen to twenty pounds each. That's pretty good. Pound a game. That's pretty good. And I just love the fact that it's a physical cartridge. And that um, that uh, console version, you can load two cartridges in yeah. at one time. Yeah. So you can swap between them rather than having to, like, you know, go through multiple. But I just love it. Like, I'm really impressed by the, the quality and how nice it is to hold because I really thought it was going to be smaller. Yeah, and I, th I was worried it was going to be cheaper or the screen was going to be mm. a NAF panel yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that does lead me on slightly um, to what's definitely going to happen with the games on that. Yeah. Is that we'll be probably streaming some oh, of them. Of course. Um, on one of the other 128KB channels. Yeah. Or if you're bored enough to watch us live on Twitch. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 128KB uh, live if you're yep. looking on Twitch. Um, we streamed this week for the we first did. time. Yeah. Bit Star, Star Fox, Fox 2. 4. 4. Four. <laughs> It's Star just Fox added. Nine. It's not Star even been Fox released. Star Fox Twenty Seven. Wow. Okay. I don't know why I said four. You're thinking of sixty. I'm like looking around, thinking, is there only like fours in my view? Because I've just like looked at something <laughs> and then just like you know read it. But yes. yeah, Star Fox Two. We did play that, and we smashed it in like half an hour. <laughs> you play the whole game, start to finish. Yeah. It's brilliant. So uh, we'll be playing some of these games, mm -hmm. looking at the console in a bit more detail. Yep. Um, yeah. So have a look. Definitely. some of the other channels that are out there. Yeah. Me, Andy, and Pete's face. <laughs> Just that, really. Just that, yeah, nothing else. <laughs> um, so let's move it along. Yeah. 
to something else that you've looked at recently. Yes, yes, something I have reviewed very recently. Yeah, you, you've done a detailed review somewhere else. Yes. For yeah. the Steel Series Rival 5. Yeah. Um, the mid-price point gaming mouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, What's it, your thoughts? It's aimed at being like... I, th- I think I've, I might be getting this confused with some other company, but I'm pretty sure it's still series that sort of said that they based this off of a chameleon to pretty much be able to play any style of game. So, you know, normally, well, yeah. at least PC gamers, you'll, you'll, if you're that guy or yeah. girl, yeah. Um, you'll get a, an FPS mouse yeah. for FPS games. Long throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, like certain ergonomics. Yeah. And then like, if you're like me, you have another mouse for like MMO games yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And then you end up with 500,000 mice and no games to play on them. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, this, 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 the rival five is trying to be good at battle Royale, at FPS, at um, RPGs, like, you know, MOBAs, all of that combined because it's got nine programmable buttons. So it's trying to give you everything you would need um, and I was a bit like, yeah, there's lots of multi-button mice yeah, out there. Yeah. This is a mid-price point at Crowded 60 quid. Place. Yeah, and even just the sort of mid-range is what I'd class this at £60 because um, some mice can go up far more. Yeah. I mean, look at the Razer Viper Ultimate. When that came out, that was like £150 for a mouse, um, which I've got at home, and it is, it's a great mouse. Is it worth £150? Quid? Probably not. Um, str- yeah, I do struggle with mice. Yeah, and now it's a lot cheaper, you know, yeah. like six months after release, it's under a hundred quid yeah. or whatever, you know. So but was it worth it? Ex- exactly. I mean, it's a great mouse. I will say that. Yeah. I mean, I use the mini version as well of the Viper. It's really good. Like the ergonomics. The Steel Series Rival Five. It's again, like I said, it's being a mid price point, but it's also being a mid weight class. So I think it's around okay. eighty five grams, which kind of puts it in the not lightweight, not yeah. heavyweight. It's kind of right in the middle ish. And again, because it's trying to appeal to all those types of games. What about his size? Size wise, this is where I really liked it. Like yeah. it's aimed at claw grip and fingertip grip rather yeah. than like palm grip. But size wise, it was perfect for me. And I've got like medium size hands. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed the ergonomics. I mean, it is a right handed only mouse. Yeah. It is just for right hand. But it almost looks symmetrical if you look at it like top down. Looks like it could be. An, ergo, um, an ambidextrous mouse but it's not but the comfort was amazing like they really have done something good here i I'm, i personally use claw grip when i'm gaming um and that was just perfect for me i tried it fingertip grip as well great mm. palm grip not so much because it's not really meant for that yeah no. and there's a reason as well because of those nine buttons you've got basically the left and right primary clicks you've got the scroll wheel click in yeah. then you've got the dpi yeah so what's that? That's four. Um, and then you've got like almost like a thumb button. So yeah. some mice in the past had those sniper buttons yes. where you could press it with your your thumb yeah. and then it would sort of like slow your DPI down just until you let go of it so you could use it for a snipe. I mean, these are all reprogrammable anyway, but that's like the placement of it. Then you've got the forward and back buttons as well. Yeah. And then you've got like a, a rocker switch so above the forward and back buttons, you've got another like bar, like a whole bar above, which is almost the same size as both the forward and back buttons in one big switch. Well, you can use a rocker switch for So it. the idea is you can click like forward and back with your thumb, yeah. but then just above that 
pointing at an angle like 45 degrees like yeah up to the left you can then just quickly hit the the like you know switch up or down and when i first looked at it i went man i don't really like the look of that don't how's that gonna work yeah what's that for yeah it's gonna get in the way yeah it's gonna get in the way it kind of is it gonna work is yeah. it not but then when i actually put it in my hands and then went to use it i was like wow it's actually quite a good design because they've put it at that angle it's the natural curve of your thumb movement of moving up and down it kind of follows that same trajectory yeah. and it makes you switch it like nicely do yeah. you know what i mean and i was like actually this could be really handy for certain people and pretty much i would say it is a one-stop shop for if you don't want to have five so you mice, agree with me. it's like yeah. a chameleon no I, I would agree i actually really like this mouse uh, mouse i'm often critical with like is it really expensive is it too niche yeah is yeah. it too like trying to be unique this isn't like well it is in a way but the comfort was excellent but the build quality was brilliant um and the switches all nice and clicky like super clicky whereas multiple i've got one of the the uh, mmo mice i think is the razer naga um i also use the corsair scimitar razer yeah. um sorry mmo mouse and i found those buttons to be inconsistent it wasn't the same click each button they were like some were spongy some were clicky some would like it was just a bit of mushy mm -hmm. overall all of these are really tactile and clicky which was nice because you felt them like do you what need, they meant you need that actuation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Feedback from yeah you need to feel like you've done something rather than kind of like mush it and go did i didn't i yeah. and all of these were nice and clicky and again for 60 quid i was like actually this is more performing like an 80 quid mouse maybe slightly higher yeah rather than not you know again all round really liked it i like the aesthetics i like the the light bars as well the rgb diffused look around the back yeah it's all separate yeah, it just shell does designs look slick. yeah I mean, yeah and, and and again some people are like mm, it's too gamery it's a gaming mouse. it is a gaming mouse. it's literally aimed at gaming and you can mock the aesthetics as much as you like yeah uh, we we joke about rgb makes you yeah. better makes your computer faster definitely um, it does <laughs> but you can't escape from the fact that those things are attractive to to a lot of people at least. Yeah, yeah. And your aesthetics are important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, and when you're buying something that's there's going to be a step up from people using whatever standard mouse came with their PC mm. to go this is probably their first investment in a dedicated mouse yeah, at yeah, that definitely. price, 60 definitely. quid. 60 quid as well, I think is like, like a step up as yeah well, it's so. a step up and i think it is an achievable step up you yes. know if little johnny's got his rubbish little mouse that came with his pc yeah. but then he's like you know mama want a really decent gamer mouse well 50 60 quid might actually be reachable for his birthday yeah, or it's, something it's present yeah area, rather than it? like mama want to raise a viper at 150 quid for what? a mouse yeah get, no no like you can get a keyboard a headset and a mouse for that yeah do you know what i mean yeah. like we're 60 pound yeah and to be fair i've tried some 60 pound mice in the past that have not been worth that maybe half that and i would say that this is actually spot on yeah for what you would want to get at 60 quid like you're getting a lot for your money at 60 pound and I've, i think that this is worthy of that price tag like i said it's probably worth slightly more but maybe because the others in their category are yeah performing below bar yeah if that makes overpriced sense. yeah so it gets the anti thumbs of approval yeah no it genuinely does yeah no. wow. i i actually liked it like i would buy one of these yeah. if i if all my mice disappeared and i had to get one mouse to serve all yeah. my gaming needs 
I would probably consider that in my top three. That is a soundbite. That's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so going from the absolutely perfectly priced and definitely worthy to mm. the utterly ridiculous <laughs> Xiaomi. Is that how you say it? Xiaomi? X-I-A-O-M-I? Xiaomi? Xiaomi. Anyway, that phone company that no one buys their phones are working on their latest Mi 12 series phone. Yeah. That's going to have a 200 megapixel camera. Why? Maybe you're a billboard manufacturer. Yes. And you've yeah. ran out of cameras. and Yeah, you don't need large format cameras. That's it. Just snap a shot on your phone. Yeah. Bam. I mean, the sensor's still tiny. Oh. Dynamic range is still going to suck, but... Oh. You just squeeze loads more pixels onto that small sensor. True, yeah. And great. Make it brilliant in low light. Yeah. Or not. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so, um, not to blow our own trumpets, yep. but we are both, aside from talking about tech stuff, mm. we're both professionals in the field of using cameras. Yes. Yeah, that's what our jobs are. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have a, a flagship camera from Canon. A mirrorless camera. Yeah. The Canon EOS R6. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's their current model. Yeah, yeah. It is the top end of their camera tech. Mm -hmm. What size sensor has it got? 20. 20 megapixels. <laughs> yeah. Full frame sensor? Yes. It's got a third, so slightly bigger than 35 millimeter sensor. Mm. Aimed at professional photography. Aimed at professional photography, and it has 20 megapixels. So this will yeah. ha have... 10 times the number of pixels <laughs> on a sensor, probably half the size. Mm. Who is that for? And why is it on a phone? It's just purely marketing bollocks. It's, isn't it's it? literally that. It's the headline grabbing number. We're talking about it because it's so ridiculous. Mm. Um, there, there was, uh, they were the first company to release a smartphone with more than 100 megapixels. Oh, were they? Oh, okay. 108 megapixels. So they got to smartphone. beat their own record, basically. Yeah. Um, that was the Mi Note 10 in 2019. I was oh. just reading that there. Okay. <clears throat> so they're trying to up the ante, as it were. Yeah. Just like Samsung when they had that hyper zoom and you zoomed in and it just looked like a potato. It does, yeah. Because you've still got, I guess they're using a one over two thirds size sensor, mm. which is tiny. Yeah. Hey, there's professional cameras that use those sensors. We've got a Panasonic camcorder, the yeah. XC1000, I think it is. Mm. And that has that size sensor. It's, yeah. it's not uncommon for video cameras to have very small sensors. Mm. But this is going to be aimed at photo you, 200 megapixels. It's for photography. Yeah. I think you need 9 megapixels for 4K video. That's the size of the frame. We're yeah. just talking about the size of the frame. Mm. So 200 megapixels is just an irrelevant number. And the sensor is going to be so small that you're not going to get the advantages of that. It's still going to look like you shot it on a phone. Yeah. Yeah, like some Hollywood cinema cameras, like, yep. you know, for video, have got like seven megapixels. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and they're, they're, they're making blockbuster movies to yes. show in cinemas. Yes. You know, like on screens the size of the side of your house. Yeah. So why does a smartphone need 200 <laughs> megapixels? It's, it's just totally irrelevant. <laughs> um, you know, we could be wrong. The Xiaomi Mi 12 could be like this revolutionary thing and we yeah. look at the photos and the videos that come out and go holy yeah. shit but then insane. just as an example um i don't remember off the top of my head but my 
Oppo, um, yeah. you know, I can't even think what it is. X4 Pro or something. I don't even remember what it's called. That's how good I am. But basically, that's got the microscopic camera on it. Yes. And I think that's a two megapixel microscope camera. Wait, that must take rubbish photos. Oh, yeah. For your phone. Yeah. Oh, screen this absolutely big. Absolutely amazing. Oh. Like, we took a picture of a bee earlier. Yeah. And it, they're incredible. Yeah, it's, it's the most insane thing I've ever seen. The, Proper microscopic. Yeah. Detail, clarity. Yeah, it doesn't look rubbish. Doesn't no look pixelated. No, like, blown out highlights nope. or muddy shadows. Nope. Um, they're all the things that proper cameras do well. Mm. And that smartphones typically don't do very well. And the number of pixels doesn't solve that problem. Yeah, yeah. And I think, sadly, I think it's just preying on the uneducated. Yeah. Like, and especially for phone salesmen yes. to to sell to the I, average Joe. You can have it. Big, yeah. big strapping around but, it. 200 megapixel camera. Yeah. Be like, whoa. But to be fair, they might not even know that 200 megapixel equals size. They, yeah. I think they associate megapixel with quality. Yes. So they just go, best quality ever because it's 200 megapixels. Yeah. Like, you want to buy this phone without even seeing the like, actual photos and yeah. what that could represent. And every smartphone with a camera since smartphone photography became a selling feature for phones has sold their phone off the back of, you know, like the shot on iPhone yeah. kind of montages. Yeah, yeah. And I can guarantee every single person with any smartphone camera could take a stunning looking photo if if they brought it to the studio here yep. and I set up the lighting conditions for Definitely. them. Definitely. They could take a photo that you go, that was shot on a camera. It's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it the perfect conditions, the right framing, mm-hmm. knowing how to use a camera. Mm-hmm. It will look amazing. Yep. That would work on any phone with yeah. a camera. Yeah. So they'll sell it off the back of those shot in studios. Oh, definitely. Or really well um, orchestrated outdoor shots. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like absolute prime. Like, yeah. Yeah. Everything's perfect. And someone mm. who definitely knows what they're doing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. They'll have a very high end professional. That's yeah. Probably not, set not, it to pro mode and. Yeah. Not the like average tweet, Joe. Yeah. Who, exactly. Who's just going to grab it and go, well, I've got 200 megapixels. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Taking a shot of your kitchen floor with no lights on. Yeah. Great. <laughs> or <laughs> under tungsten lights. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's orange. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, so um, other features of the phone, apparently it's going to have a dual curved screen with a punch hole cutout. Okay. I'll be honest, I've never really given um, Xiaomi phones much thought. I was going to ask, like, I don't know if you know, but who's their biggest like market? Like what country? Do you know what I mean? Because I, I know they must be over here, but I've never seen them like in a shop. I don't know why in my head but i had a feeling that it was a big like south korean mm. thing yeah it might be yeah um but i may be totally off the mark and i may be conflating that with another similar lesser known brand yeah brand yeah yeah um it's definitely not it's definitely not the uk that its biggest market is yeah because we would see it more often yeah yeah um but yeah anyway a 200 megapixel phone is that for you I'll rip your head off and shit down your neck. Exactly. Uh, that's the one I wanted. I've uh, realised this uh, revive. It was called Revive. The yes. Sound effect. And it's a sound that I actually made for a game. Yes. Way amazing. back, right? And I realised what it is that I've got totally influenced by. If I say one word to you and then play it, you'll know. PlayStation Startup. Yes. <laughs> it sounds a bit like PlayStation Two. I think it was had this. Oh. Anyway, I love it. a bit longer, but um, 
Yeah, so uh, I won't be buying a 200 megapixel phone. No, no. Well, um, I'll be buying the 2 megapixel microscope camera yeah, phone yeah, that I've exactly. got. Okay, um, moving along. Yep. Google. Yes. Google. Wait, shh, stop talking. If you've got... Is your oppo got Google Assistant on it? Oh, it does, yeah. It's always listening to you. Oh. Google have confirmed that Google Assistant is always recording everything around you. Oh, my God. Watch out. Hide your voices. Put your phones in, (laughs) don't know, soundproof cupboards. Hide your voices. Yeah. (laughs) Just take your voice box out. (laughs) Hidden. Yeah. (laughs) So a Google representative was um, giving some sort of testimony to, like, an American, part of the American government. So maybe a Senate committee, Mm. those kind of things where they do ongoing investigations into... And they've got a big um, thing for tech companies at the moment. Tech monopolies, how much tech is controlling society, voting habits, all that. Um, So someone from Google was giving evidence in one of these committees and stated that the Google Assistant is always recording audio around it. Yeah. Which, as a headline, sounds terrifying. Yeah, I mean to the masses oh, it's always screamed. recording right that's Throw your it. phones out the window yeah 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 turn it off i uh, don't get a google phone but when you actually drill down mm. and what they have then subsequently come out to clarify it's really obvious yeah for voice assistants to work <laughs> especially ones that are triggered with trigger words by your voice by your voice exactly they have to be always recording oh wow because it's not like you can just have a microphone on that's not attached to anything, because yeah. then it's not attached to anything. Yeah, exactly. So the audio has to come in, has to be processed, and the processing, by very nature, is recording. Yeah. Even if it's temporarily in some kind of cache. Mm. Temporarily record the voices around it, and wait until it tries to recognise a trigger word, yeah, and, and then it will wake up. Exactly. And that's the same with the, not just Google. All, all voices. Everything. Apples, yep. a- Amazons, yep. like any and every... We've done a really good job of not saying... Alexa. Oh, hey, Google. Hey, <laughs> it worked. Hey, Siri. Okay. Oh, it's <laughs> Did it actually start? Yeah, yeah I love uh, it. Okay, you can, you can go away now. Um, anyway, all voice assistants working exactly this way. And of course, your phone or whatever the device is, laptop, watch, whatever, smart speaker, they have to record that audio in order to, to behave mm. in how they're expected to. So... It's a completely pointless headline, a completely pointless point. The fact that this Google representative had to explain this to government shows you the problem. It's not the tech companies. It's that the people representing the government don't understand how technology works. Mm, mm. You were talking about this when um, Zuckerberg was giving evidence (laughs) to the Senate in America and how hilarious it was going, they just don't understand... They just don't get... ...how this whole thing works. Yeah. You mean... You mean you save information about my search history yeah. on on your servers? It's like, well, yeah, yeah. that's just how it works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like they'd never known what the internet was before. They'd never like, come across it, and they, they were like, like horrified by the fact that you could go online and people could see your activity. It's like, yeah, it's kind of how it goes. Um, so Google had to confirm that, yes. It does record your voice and record all recordings around it very yeah. temporarily, maybe a few seconds, and then constantly deleting cache. Um, and that's how it works. Mm. And that none of that information 
is saved permanently by Google or your Yeah, phone. yeah, yeah. It's just kind of rolling over. Because yeah. that would be a logistical nightmare. <laughs> Every How? Google device. Yeah. But like, there, there's nowhere to manage it. And who would listen to it? Exactly. You would need literally hundreds of millions of people to Servers. sit down and listen through it all and... Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's, it's not well, there's just happen. not physically enough time because it's no. all happening in real time. Yeah. So you need what Google needs to do that, or the, I don't know, NSA, I guess they're assuming doing it. They would need an alternate dimension. <laughs> yes. In which they could send the yeah. recordings to where maybe, time is maybe quicker. They have. Yeah, that's possible. They've come up yeah. with a lot of cool stuff. It might be in Cornwall because, I mean, we did determine that time, time moves faster. Is, yeah. Um, well, yeah, we're 36 minutes in to a show that felt like five minutes. <laughs> and we're only on point, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I will say that one of the obvious things, if you are at all worried about your voice being recorded, is that there is always a, a, a performance setting on every app and every phone that will ask you to, if it's okay to send, like, crash reports... Or, or additional data. Usage data yeah, to the developers. Data, yeah, which helps them improve the service. If you've agreed to that, then the chances are that there are snippets of your voice being sent mm. to Google to improve mm. the performance of your assistant uh, and the assistant in general. Mm. Um, but it will be totally like analytical data. Yeah. Yeah, trying to determine the new pirate swear words that are used around the coast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sea shanties and the like yeah you know? so i'll say this in contrast to what i'm going to title this video google isn't always listening yeah although it is always listening just don your tinfoil hats and you'll be fine uh andy yep how do you feel about instagram oh i see i was one of the first early adopters you know you, i was there I first right at the beginning. You, you were like big oh on yeah instagram. by that point yeah definitely but you know for when it first came out I was like, yes, I've never, I like Facebook in a way. Yeah. It's always annoyed me oh, yeah. in the same way. You know, I'm, I'm like one of those people that uses Facebook, but kind of because I have to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Instagram <laughs> was like, oh, this is nice. I like photography. I yeah. like photos. I like seeing photos. There's no drama necessarily. Well, yeah. not, not by that. There then. wasn't. Yeah. Um, and it was just a nice community of people sharing some nice photos. It was like me and my mates putting random stuff up. It was cool, you know? And then it got bought out by Facebook and then all the drama started and then they started putting marketplaces on there. Mm. It's like, what the hell? And then, then they started putting that like TV thing on, Yeah, you know, like, and it's, oh, this, oh, there's been updates since then. Then they had reels, oh. which is like, was their attempt. So first of all, it was stories, which is to rip off yes, Snapchat. Yes, that was it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Then there was Instagram TV, which was yep. to try and take YouTube. Yeah. Um, and then, there was um, Reels, which is a direct ripoff of TikTok. Right. Which, you know, like TikTok, I know you're not familiar with TikTok because no. you're not a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> um, but essentially is people record dances to bits of music. Okay. And you can select the music on the phone. Oh, right. And you can start and stop recording as you go and it'll do the edit for you. Oh, really? So you can record, stop, and then you can go to a different location or a different pose. Okay. Start recording and it can count down... So have you you got an account of you doing different dances in different locations? Oh yeah, I I'm, I I might have to actually get a TikTok. I that. quite often dress up <laughs> and dance for you. Uh, so if you're interested, um, sounds great. I don't know. <laughs> Look for Ingaf on uh, TikTok. There is an account. Yeah, but I was just just because you know 
internet video. I'm always curious. Okay, but yeah, I, I was <coughs> unaware of that. So that's news to me. One of the big things about TikTok isn't n- now it's developed. It's not necessarily the content creation. Mm. It's the content consumption. Right. And keeping people there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah. Uh, and all the uh, social media apps are always constantly trying to evolve ways to keep users there for yeah. as long as possible because eyeballs equals money. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, and the amount of time those eyeballs are there is more money. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing TikTok does particularly well is essentially a browsing feed of non-stop video. Okay. So you'll be shown a video, and it's vertical, so it yep. fills your screen vertically, uh, 9 by 16. You'll be shown a video, not of someone you follow, not necessarily. Just random. Someone, the algorithm of TikTok thinks you'll enjoy. Right. Uh, so that could be, if you've spent some time liking videos of uh, someone doing stupid things and hurting themselves. Yeah. Or fails. Yeah, yeah. Like Jackass uh, style or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Great example. Say there was a Jackass account and you liked load of videos. It'll yeah. go, he likes anything with like fails in it. Yep. So in this browse feed, I'll just show him loads of that. Yep. It, it auto loads the next video as the first one's playing. So you have no control on it. It just... Just loads them up, queues them up. Okay. You can skip them. Right. Just by scrolling up. Okay. Um, and like Instagram was, mm. you can double tap like and scroll on. Right. Yeah, so there's a lot of double tap scroll, yeah, double tap yeah, scroll. Yeah. Um, but you get this browse feed of videos, constantly mm. feeding things. It reckons you'll like. And from a content consumption point of view, it's gold. People yeah. just sit there. For ages. 15 second videos. I just watch loads of them, hundreds yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. That's like advertisers' dream. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is there adverts on it? Like Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's adverts on there. And they've started trying to um, figure out monetization for creators on there. Um, monetization for music creators is a different topic, which oh, I'll rant yes. about at a different time when we have a whole hour in which I can argue why they've ripped me off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. But content consumption, huge on there. They've really sussed it. Facebook has a similar thing, not for vertical video, mm. but if you go on your phone and watch a video, open the video, click on it. Yep. It opens a thing called Facebook Watch. Yep. I've Now that is something I'm more familiar with because I have actually seen that. And it works in exactly the same way. Some things you follow. Yeah. Some things are just suggested to you because it knows what you like. I think I've only ever seen suggested ones. Possibly. Personally. And it auto loads the next video as so the current one's playing. Mm. If you skip it, you then load the next video. Yep, yep. Or if you get to the end, same thing happens. And there's adverts in there. Yeah. Hard baked sometimes into the video. Facebook being Facebook, owning Instagram, and they want to turn Instagram into like the everything of the internet. Mm-hmm. They are now introducing a video first <laughs> experience. So when you load Instagram, they want it to be exactly like TikTok is. So it will be videos first. Not the photo feed. Not photo feed. Not, and your photo feed is currently people, just people <sighs> follow mm. on Instagram. Yes, it is. Yeah. Rather than just randoms. Then so you've got na- the explore bit. And now they're basically putting explore as the first. front page, but as video only. So annoying. Just leave it as it is. Like mm. there needs to be like two Instagram versions. So like, um, old school. Yeah. Just like, called, yeah. Literally. Just, I can't think of what it would be called. Um, I can't think of it. I'm thinking of World of Warcraft now. <laughs> World of Warcraft. And then you've got like the classic servers where it's nothing to do with the new stuff. Mm-hmm. It's literally bare basics, pre-burning crusade. Yeah. Like, go for it. All the same XP rates and all that kind of stuff. Instagram you, needs that. Do you know like, what it makes me 
think. Legacy, I think, is what I'm thinking of. It yeah. makes me feel like that there's space in the market mm. for Instagram. Yeah. As it was. Yeah, original Instagram. Just an app for sharing photos. Yep, Gramster. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's just old people posting <laughs> Just just middle-aged losers in their 30s. <laughs> that want the old, old Instagram back. <laughs> Moaning about how the world's changing. <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. True. Uh, but, so, but yeah, like you were saying earlier on, Facebook ruining the experience for everyone. Yeah. By diluting it down into something... Facebook's been diluted down into a little bit of everything. Which, yeah. Which kind of works. Because yeah. it's like the front page of the internet. Yeah, yeah. It's, they they, they want to be there for everybody. Yeah. A bit of everything for everybody. Yeah. But that's okay with Facebook. Because I expect that of Facebook. Yeah. And that's probably why I don't like it so much. Yeah. But I still use it. It's yeah. not that I'm not going to use it. But Instagram, that's literally started as a photo sharing place yes not a marketplace yeah. not a the TV app icons show a camera place. yeah exactly like just keep that the way it is yeah screw facebook up as much as you want because everyone's going to go there regardless yeah um but instagram like i i genuinely like you said earlier when you first you know met me i was hard on the instagram yeah, stuff yeah. you know i was posting three times a day I had sponsored companies sending me items like and paying as well for yeah. certain posts like it was a regular thing for me and i went from spending hundreds of hours a week like you know doing this like all throughout the day every day uh to now i probably load instagram once every four days yeah for maybe five minutes if that there was i I can't pinpoint exactly what it was Mm. but there was definitely a moment within the last two years where i just went yeah i'm bored of this yeah yeah, I just dropped it. Like, and they keep they kept cramming features in there. Like, oh. And now occasionally I'll go in there and I'll share work stuff. Yeah. I'll share like, oh, there's a new YouTube video yeah, or yeah. whatever. But if I'm honest to myself, it's a vain attempt to try and get people to watch a video that probably yeah. aren't interested. Because mm. that was the other thing with Instagram. People were there just to be on Instagram. They yeah. weren't there to be directed elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. It was like a, a set community, yeah. Insta for Insta like yeah. sort of thing. and. Now it's just like, Awful. what is it? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got a really funny story. I was going to skip it, but because we've been rambling. No, on. no, I, I want to hear this one. <laughs> this story is too good to miss. Okay. So I, I've titled it. Okay. Let's yeah. start how I've titled it. The Microsoft $10 million gift card heist. That's a better title than the official one. <laughs> which... Is as insane as it sounds. Uh, the official title was Microsoft lost $10 million worth of Xbox gift certificates in an online scheme. Oh. It wasn't a scheme. No. It was a heist. It was a heist. That the, literally was a heist. The per, the pers- One person, one person yeah. Yeah. stole, and it wasn't $10 million, it was just over $9 million of Xbox gift cards from Microsoft. Nuts. And got away with it for ages. Yeah, that's madness. Absolutely insane. So, what happened? There was this um, engineer who worked for Microsoft, uh, Vol- Voldemir. Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's just go on by his surname. Mr. Kavashuk. Okay. And Kavashuk was uh, an engineer for Microsoft, and he was given a really simple task uh, for the Xbox Online to test hmm. purchases on the online store using test account gift cards. Yeah. So I assume with that they make like a a null account that creates 
a code, yep. like a test, uh, like a gift certificate is, that will work, but won't actually transact any money between it. Yeah, yeah. So like a whole testing area. Hmm. Um, he realised really quickly that there was a glitch in the system that when he did this test purchasing that he was told to, the system generated by mistake an equal value gift certificate or yeah. gift card that actually was real. Yeah, a real one that a could real. be swapped. So when he did a test $10 transaction with a fake yeah. or test gift card, it gave him a real one. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, wow. And he thought maybe this happened just once. So yeah. he tried it again and it happened again. So then he tried it with $100 and he got a $100 one. He's like, Christ, in a day I've got $150 of gift cards here. Yeah, yeah. So then he goes on to the regular marketplaces sells them for slightly less let's say 150 dollars sell them for 100 dollars yeah but was clever enough to go i'll sell them in cryptocurrency yeah because he thought that would cut the yeah, chain like of transactions. yeah yeah so he he did this for for a few days and was racking up a few hundred dollars and then was like well I, i'm gonna do this on scale so then was like doing thousands of dollars a week <sighs> <laughs> and it was it was just working every time. Then he was doing bigger transactions, like a thousand dollar test purchase. Yeah, yeah. You know, it spits it out. So he's still doing his job. And as far as Microsoft are concerned, they're like, great, he's testing loads of purchases. He's yeah, working yeah. great. And then he's selling all these gift cards. Real on. cards, yeah. And, and then it got so lucrative for him to do this that he scripted a computer program. <laughs> so essentially, what's funny about this is that he also scripted computer program was actually doing his job for him yeah, i was just about to say he could have done that in the first place just to do his own job it's just chill yeah yeah oh test purchases yeah no worries yeah no that's going to take about nine months yeah yeah cheers yeah <laughs> yeah that's my job done off on holiday yeah um so anyway he didn't think about that he's not a master criminal no no he was, he was half baked a, yeah probably was he, well it definitely was <laughs> um so he he Anyway, made this computer program that was then able to do thousands of dollars a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just huge volume, huge volume. And was selling all these Xbox gift cards as Bitcoin. He sold um, 300 gift cards <laughs> <laughs> were, uh, for 1.98 Bitcoins, which was at that time worth $17,000. Yeah, mad. One sale. I insane. Um it got to a point where he was able to <laughs> purchase his dream lakeside home, which yeah. was probably the point at which Microsoft's alarm bells started going off. Yeah, here. yeah. How has how's old Vladimir Kavashuk got yeah. a house better than me? Yeah. And he's like a low-level engineer. Mm. Um, his plans were scuppered when Microsoft's <laughs> fraud investigation strike team came to action. They have the best name of all time. <laughs> Fist. I love it. He got fisted <laughs> by Microsoft. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Just imagine getting the phone call or the knock on the door. Uh, excuse me, sir. You're about to get fisted. By Kavishuk, who? your time's up. You've been fisted. <laughs> I'll rip your head off and shoot down your neck. You've been fisted. <laughs> so... <laughs> so um, Oh, Fist started investigating some strange uh, patterns of transactions. It's taken them 
a whole year. Yeah, so they got fisted first and then they fisted him back. So fist have obviously been fisting someone else for a long time <laughs> yeah, before they noticed. Definitely. And then now they've gone, right, right, okay, let's stop, let's stop messing around. Let's start finding some people to fist. And um, they started, they noticed this online uh, pattern of transactions that was odd because the values were so high. <laughs> mm. um, and that they discovered that there was three accounts that were um, generating huge amounts of gift cards and one account alone mm. had $8 million of transactions Bam. on it uh, and another had $1.6 in gift cards and obviously the accounts were linked to the developer account mm. then linked to Mr. Kavashuk and he was fisted. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for him, they not only fired him, mm. um, they also notified the FBI and he was charged with money laundering, identity theft and wire fraud and sentenced wow. to nine years in prison. Yeah, a year for every million he stole, which he probably still has got. In well, uh, we were saying this earlier, isn't it? He mm. almost certainly will have some of that money somewhere because mm. mm. it's all cryptocurrency. Mm. And if he's smart, he'd move it so it's untraceable. Mm. He's probably racking up somewhere in some investment or something online yeah yeah crazy and also i just want to hop back to um stuff always listening if you scroll down i mentioned world of warcraft once i've never ever played world of Warcraft. and um so we were talking earlier about google always listening now on the macbook here we're on this uh web page that has adverts baked in which you know Quite aim normal. yeah and they aim to be something relevant to yep. what you like looking at or whatever yep. we mentioned world of warcraft once in this podcast, and now there's two adverts referencing precisely what I'd said with World of Warcraft classic pre-Burning Crusade era, and it is precisely brought up I'm a the bit adverts freaked out by that. of World of Warcraft Burning Crusade classic. Wait, what? Twice, two adverts right there. That's not been typed in. That has just been said in uh, passing comment. And, and for... That's freaks me out, because... <laughs> Right. So he's listening. Okay, going back to, to this then. This is a whole unexpected part of the show. Yeah, this is unplanned, yeah. Anyone, loads of people I've had the conversation with about my device is always listening. It always shows me adverts to things I'm talking about. Mm. I've had this conversation with my partner and I've always said, it's not. And it's not your device that's listening that should worry you. Mm. It's the fact that the algorithms store so much data about you that they know you that well. That they know what you're going to say before you said it. Well, they know what you're going to be interested in to the point of they know seasonal trends. Yeah, yeah like, definitely. Oh, yeah. it's probably that. It may even be like, oh, it's your time of the month for yeah, your woman. Yeah, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, Andy, this time last year was starting to get interested in this kind of game. Yeah. Tesco's and all those like, supermarkets do it because yeah. they can see by your transaction, transaction history patterns. if you've got a club card or whatever, yeah. you know, they can literally see the patterns. Oh, and he every, has hay fever. Spring, yeah. start. Yep. Hay every, fever offer. Yep. Every July he gets sunburned and between these two weeks. Yeah. And I always, my argument always is it's not the listening that you should be worried about because that doesn't happen. Mm. It's the fact that these machines know you so well. Mm that they can target adverts so, so perfectly. how have they targeted your advert for I World of Warcraft? I don't like World of Warcraft, <laughs> but that's based on the fact that I've never played it and yeah. I've never searched for it. I've never even watched a video on it. It's been a thing. Like Warhammer, I yeah. know it exists. Yeah, and I know people you're just are really not part it. of it. Yeah. Never for me. Yeah. So I never look at it. Yeah. Not interested. 
And yet, the only time it's come up in conversation is literally now. In passing comment. And exactly even, that, like you said. Yeah. World of Warcraft classic, pre-Burning Crusade. Which is the words I said exactly. And that's the exact words in this advert. Yeah. That if I refresh the page, I bet it disappears. Probably. That's... Um, that's just peculiar. I wanted to... Um, R, isn't it? No, I wanted to screenshot it quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just so I remember it's there. Um, but yeah. And you'll be able to see it as well, I'm sure, on screen, if anyone's watching this on YouTube. Adverts gone. Adverts are gone. Just like that. Never happened. Check the screenshot. Make sure we're not inhaling gas from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, that's peculiar. It is indeed. Yeah. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Ooh, I love this. The game. director's cut. You do. I've never played it. Well, and I keep. Because. Well, okay. I stopped buying PS4 games when I knew the PS5 was coming. Yeah. And I thought yep. the PS5 was going to be easy to buy. Yep. So I was like, no, I'm just going to wait. Yep. I'll carry on buying like the old games because mm -hmm. I'm into them. Yeah, yeah. But new PS4 titles, I'm going to stop. Yeah. And I'm going to wait for the PS5 mm -hmm. unless there's a real good deal on like. Yeah. PS4 games getting cheaper, which yeah, hasn't yeah. happened. No, no, of course it hasn't. Because <laughs> there's no PS5s or PS5 games. <laughs> yeah. So I saw, obviously, saw all the marketing stuff for Ghost of Tsushima, and it looks like a kind of game that I'd love to play. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that, but I've not. Mm. So it's, uh, you know, I'm sad about that. But they've released a director's cut. Yes. Um, for PS4 and PS5. Yep. Um, which has obviously got some new stuff in it and yeah. some new areas, apparently. Ooh, yeah, I don't know what's actually in it. It was you that notified me of this yeah, announcement. So, the, um, an expansion to Iki Island. Sounds good. Any more content? Bring it on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love it. I mean, when this got announced, I straight away watched the trailers and stuff and I went, okay, I'm not a big buy on release person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm well into my retro stuff. Yeah. Um, and I love the new games, I do. And I often play them. But for me to go day one launch buy it, it has to be something super special. Yeah. Um, and when I saw this, I went, hold on a minute. Because my wife and I, we love Japanese culture yeah. and all of that. I saw this and went, oh, well, okay, this actually looks really good. It's not even made by a Japanese company. That's hilarious. <laughs> but um, the Japanese have pretty much like approved it. They've gone, wow, this is actually pretty good. Um so, like, anyway, I was watching that and I went, this, this, I'm going to have to buy this. And I bought that at launch. And I sank maybe, like, 10, 15 hours into it when I was live streaming back then. But I loved it so much at that point. I was like, I don't want to live stream this. I want to, like... want to enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I want to do this again yeah. and really enjoy it. And we haven't got around to doing that yet because we've been playing Red Dead and all that kind of stuff, which is another huge game. Yeah. Um, but this game, like... I'm so glad it's had so much attention and it's won awards and everything because it it's had really a lot is, of hype, isn't it? It's really stunning. It uh, is good. It surprises me for a game that's that beautiful. Oh, it's amazing. Because it's the kind of game that could easily be overlooked. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get Quite often, saying. beautiful games mm. just get overlooked because they're maybe too slightly too delicate or too complicated. Yeah. And sometimes games like this look amazing and then they play rubbish. Yeah, that's very true. But this yeah. one doesn't. This yeah. looks amazing and it plays very nicely yeah. as well. But we haven't had a PS5 version yet. So mm -hmm. we've just been playing PS4 like graphics essentially. Yeah, so you can upgrade your PS4 version to a PS5 version for yep. like $20. $30. $30. Yep. 
But that's the PS5 director's cut yes. upgrade. So if yeah. you've got the base PS4 version like I do from launch, yeah. I could pay 30 quid essentially yeah. and get it upgraded to the PS5 version director's cut yeah. rather than going out and having to buy it yeah. entirely. Unless you want the case. Unless you want the case, which, you know. It's understandable, but... The, yeah. I always want the case. Yeah. But when you're talking about 70 quid games... Yeah, yeah. When you already own the 50 quid version... It's an expensive case, that is. Yeah, exactly. It's, then it's not worth no. it. Um, so that's coming out in August. They yep. They can give it an exact date. don't think they have. No. Um, but there will be a PS4 version director's cut as well. Yes. So you can buy a PS4 version director's cut at like around 60 pounds 60 dollars yeah um and then you can upgrade it for 10 dollars to the ps5 version if you then proceed to get a ps5 now there's a question the director's cut if mm-hmm. you to buy the let's say i who don't own the original game go out by the director's cut yeah is that going to be everything and the expansion pack yeah, yeah. that's all right Otherwise, you're stuck with buying two titles, and that would seem a bit unfair. Yeah, no, 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 definitely not. No, it's literally everything plus the yeah. new stuff. So it overrides the original release, basically. I, I'm starting to think that I'm going to have to get the PS4 version um, and then just upgrade it when a PS5. Comes yeah. It, to be fair to them, to Sony, they're not normally this good with things. Yeah, yeah. No, with I'd like agree. cheap upgrades and stuff. Yep. Normally, they're just like, no, you got the old version. Suck yeah. it up. Yeah, or no, there is no old version. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're not releasing it on PS4 anymore. It's just PS5 only. It must be because like, of the issues. Definitely, hundred percent is. is because when you look at any of the old systems, like when it went from PS1 to PS2, almost overnight, yeah, all the games became PS2, and they didn't release on PS1 anymore. Yeah. PS2 to PS3, bam, PS2's dead. See you later. PS3 only. Do you know what I mean? Like, they wouldn't release new stuff. Okay, you'd get trickled down stuff, yeah. but not as much as we're seeing right now, where it's like every game is PS4, PS5, or PS4 only, and PS5 in the future. Yeah, that's Do you know what I mean? We, we're getting a lot of that yeah. at the minute. I mean, there's not very many PS5 only games. The, Ratchet and Clank recently, that was about it. Literally, like, I think that might be the only... There's, well, there's Spider-Man? Probably, yeah, there's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a handful under 10 I would say yeah five maybe and it's very it, it's, it's never Sony have never done that thing where oh you've got the old version just yeah. upgrade yeah. it online for, for a few 10, quid no no definitely not it would be like you want the new version sink another 50 quid yeah. in, you know I, I remember having bef- I had GTA 5 on yeah. the PS3 okay before the before I bought a yeah, PS4 yeah yeah, yeah. Um, because GTA 5 came out the same time as the PlayStation 4, it was yeah. like around launch, yes. around that time. So I was like, well, I played it and I completed it on the PS3. Yeah, I think I did. Before I even had the PS4. But then I was like, i got PS4, I want to get it. Yeah. Just to buy the game again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like complete 50 quid again. Yep, straight up, the whole thing again. Savage. It is savage. But I think it is a good way of getting around these issues of people not being able to buy. Oh, like, there's loads of people that want to buy a PS5, yeah. but they just can't. Yeah, I, well, I've been, I've been stalking stock lists, and I'm just not quick enough. I don't have enough time. Well, it's because they're all botted out and everything, yeah. isn't it? And it's such a shame. Like, yeah, you're scalping. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Metroid Dread, one of our favourite games to talk about. Yeah, I'm so hyped. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nintendo have confirmed some new features for certain yeah coming and specifically around emmy yeah yeah uh so you know conveniently titled the emmy goes to metroid dread or it should go the emmy goes to samus yes yeah yeah. see i did there because that's what it it. does do 
yeah, it does. Um, the extraplanetary multi-form mobile identifier. Wow. The research robots. That, that was deployed and corrupted. Yep. Um, ME, or the MEs that are in the game, Yeah, which a lot of the geeks are saying there's going to be around seven. Yeah. In total. Yeah, yeah. Different ones. Well, just based on that picture yeah. of Samus with the ME like behind, like clawing up that are all like silhouetted out. There's seven there. There's three that have been like confirmed, I think, yeah. to being different. Um, but there's seven in the photo. What the differences are, we don't know. No. And I would imagine different abilities of some yeah, kind. Yeah, and progressively harder as well as you go throughout the game, I imagine. It looks more terrifying than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I love that name, Dread, because there's that yeah. overwhelming, constant fear of looking over your shoulder. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're quite, it's almost like that Resident Evil, like, nemesis, nemesis is coming for you. Do you know what I mean? I like hated the Nemesis. Yeah. Exactly. So it's that kind of feeling. So, but there's like zones that they like live in and they'll hunt you through. Yeah. And even doors that they'll chase you through. Unlike previous Metroid games, like when you go through a door, well, that's it. Like it basically resets the room. Yeah. Um, whereas this, no, they're going to come through the door with you. Um, unless you go through one of the special doors that keep them encased in their area. Yes. So I, I don't know how big that area is. Do they have like two rooms that they can go through? Is it 10? Like you who knows? Be, you can be dead certain that the me zones are going to be um created in a way to make it difficult to yeah. escape yeah yeah or there'll be stuff in there that you need to collect but you yeah. won't be able to just run oh, up and yeah. get it you'll have to like try and kite the me around yeah so that you've got enough time to go back on yourself to get it before or it gets even you even other um enemies to yeah. slow you down yeah oh, i didn't even think about that yeah, there there's, might be. There's bound to be things to inhibit your progress through those zones. Definitely. It's going to give you that sense of terror. I mean, this the one thing is really funny. This goes back a bit. Um, anyone remember the game? Um, oh, it's not Turok. What was the... It's like Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis. Dino, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dino Crisis. When I was a kid, I absolutely crapped my pants. And I sent, spent most of the, my time sat in save rooms getting up enough confidence or courage to leave <laughs> to run to somewhere because there was like a t velociraptor on my ass it was know? terrifying like, yeah. it was horrendous like and there was that sense of dread yeah. overwhelming dread of every corner there could be yeah and they do not leave you alone and they were fast yeah you know like and you couldn't escape them like so it was that constant fear i reckon that's going to give you the same sort of feeling oh definitely there's been a few games that stick in my mind and you I know Nemesis is the one we, we've talked about mm. because it, it physically chases you, so it's a bit more like Emmy. Yeah. But um, Resident Evil 1... Yeah, yeah. Gave, and it might just because of my age at the time, Yeah, but it gave me that real sense of dread. Yeah, me too, me too. Like, I don't know what's going to be around this yeah. corner. And there were slow zombies, room. yeah. And they were slow, yeah. And it was like, okay, there's that corridor... You have to go down there, but there's a slumped over zombie on the floor. It's definitely going to wake up. Is he dead or is he going to wake up? And then there were some points where you could walk past it and it yeah. would be dead. But then when you come back later and you're like, yeah, it's dead. It's fine. Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. go to walk past. No, he ain't. Yeah, he's eating your he's leg. He's eating your leg. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other one is, is an awful game. And I think it was on the Mega Drive. It's, it's Alien Trilogy. Oh, it's a terrible game. Yeah, I, I don't and as a kid, it terrified that. me. <laughs> Obviously, based off the Alien franchise. Yeah, 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 definitely. 
Um, was it like a side scroller style, or was it like almost three D? Like no, it's three D. It's PlayStation One. Okay, it's three D. Okay, so I might recognise that one then. Actually, yeah. yeah, I had a couple of the really old because yeah. um, there style was three D ones. There was a two D one, which was just that was on the Mega Drive, and it yeah. was a bit naff. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Great. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I, I think basically they, they saw Metroid and were like, oh, but we've got a sci-fi franchise already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, was, it was all right. Mm. But yeah, the 3D one was, there was, there was, but that's what like the alien films are. Aren't they? Yeah, they give you a definitely. sense of anxiety the whole time. whole time, yeah, definitely. Um, they've said that two interesting things about Emmy in this game. Mm. Um, the first is that you will technically be able to escape if it catches you. Yes, but it'd be super difficult. Really hard, and you have to. There's a small window of opportunity in which you can do like a melee a counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You can do a counter attack. Yeah, like a physical attack that you have that real tiny window, and then you might like punch him in the face or something, and yeah. then do a backflip, and then you're out. But then you got to run again. Then you got to run. But they said like the window of opportunity is so small, it might be almost impossible yes. to land that hit. The other thing so is better to run as well is that. Um, Emmy's invincible but not anymore yes yeah you can there's certain weapons in which you can or you can charge up from the central units they're saying so you can charge your uh, Samus's arm cannon and turn it into an Omega cannon yeah which has two firing modes which will be able to hurt Emmy now will it hurt them or will it disable them for a period of time slowing them down so um, do you know what I mean? Like, will yeah. it like zap them and freeze them in space for like 30 seconds or something? Or will it actually destroy them? Well, it just says Emmy are vulnerable to the rapid fire mm. Omega stream and the charged up Omega blaster. See, I'd be surprised if it kills them because there's only potentially seven in the game. So I'd be more... Oh. I'd, yeah. Here's, oh. here's something that I didn't notice the first time. What's that? Samus cannot move whilst charging the omega blaster oh savage so, even more dread yeah as, and this is what nintendo said as the deadly emmy approaches you'll have to overcome your fear and stand your ground to charge the omega blaster then unleash, unleash its energy to finish to land a finishing blow oh finishing blow well that implies then that you can kill it so i reckon you can only get the omega blaster like further down the line in the game oh, it won't be at the start no it'll be like last sort of 30 percent. i won't imagine. be easy no and i imagine it's probably gonna be like a couple of seconds to charge it oh yeah which means you're gonna need a whole screen's gap yeah, yeah between. definitely yeah and then you've got to land the hit you've got to hit it so and it might jump to the ceiling or something do you know what i mean it might be able to yeah. try and avoid them it might not just take it so yeah i, I can't wait i've i just started playing zero mission the, the gba remake yeah. of the first one just to get ready it looks and I'm really sick. enjoying it. Yeah, it looks brilliant. It looks uh, brilliant. Just the 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 gameplay footage I've seen, that render of Emmy, it, it just looks incredible. Yeah, and the way it moves and everything, just all of it. And I'm I'm pretty sure it's the same people that made Samus Returns on the 3DS yeah. in 2017 that have made this version. For anyone complaining about it being a 2D game in a in 2021, mm. it doesn't even remotely look like a 2d game it's just no. how it behaves it's just the yeah, mechanics definitely it doesn't look 2d it's not flat and i don't it's know not monochrome. What, what yeah exactly i don't know what the issue is with that Graphics anyway look it's beautiful. a game style it's like playing fps and then playing a racing game do you know what i mean like yeah. you can't compare it's a different type totally of game thing. like 
yeah uh, i yeah i know there's some people that are a bit upset about the idea of paying 50 60 quid yeah, for a and 2d I, game i get it but until you've played it yeah like if it's an hour long i understand your frustration do you know what i mean like, like I, star fox 2 yeah yeah exactly like that um but you know it's not going to be i reckon no. it'll be at least 10 hours and then there's going to yeah. be replayability so infinite and then there's going to be difficulty levels yep um and i reckon collectibles be, unlockable uh, yeah you know, unlockable things yeah and and hopefully something some kind of achievement for doing it on the hardest setting yeah like something yeah, that yeah. wasn't in the others yeah i imagine so you probably unlock like a new suit or something yeah you know? yeah um talking of unlocking the past yeah this is such a cool idea this is a really cool thing that you came across uh, an adapter for your pc which I imagine connects via USB. Yeah, yeah. That lets you play Game Boy cartridges. Yep. And even detect if the cartridge you've got is fake. Yeah, well, which is huge right now. Oh yeah, especially with Metroid because yeah, the prices are mad. So essentially, it's like a cartridge slot, a Game Boy cartridge slot that yeah. um, connects to your computer via USB. You can put your Game Boy cartridge in, and then there's an emulator that runs off the back of this. Yeah. So you can play it on your PCs. Yeah, with the controller. With a controller. Yeah. And that runs Game Boy games, Game Boy Color games, and Game Boy Advance games. It's That's three. epic. Um, and it also, the the software running the emulator, which has a really nice uh, user interface by the looks of it. Yeah, it's still in um, like early stages, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks like it's pretty good. Interesting there. This screenshot here. That's Mac. Yes, that is... So maybe it works on Mac as well. If it works on OS X as well, then... Uh, stop scrolling. Windows, Mac, and Linux. Wow. There you go. I'm buying one. $50. I'm buying one and putting it in the computer in the games room. But, yeah. Um, that's great. That's really cool. Um, the detecting fake things, the thing that actually excited me more than the emulation. Definitely. I mean, it's not 100% every fake. Yeah. It's like a high chance. I think if you scroll down, I think it was like towards the bottom... Um, they say uh, detect most bootleg cartridges. So most. Which sounds ideal for retro collectors. So for someone like yourself who collects, um, you collect a lot of Nintendo stuff, let's, yeah, be, yeah. let's be frank. Yeah, Game yeah. Boy, Game Boy Violence, Game Boy Color, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. The problem with the marketplace now, especially eBay. Oh yeah, so many fakes. So many fakes. Yeah. Um, and if you're a collector and you want the original that's obviously a problem so this mm. kind of tool will help you distinguish yeah that. definitely yeah um whether it will let you play the bootleg or not mm. yeah doesn't said. and and i don't know when it says most bootlegs i mean to be fair if you're willing to open up cartridges you can spot the fake straight away by yeah. the mother like by the chip yeah. circuit board on there um but maybe if there's extremely convincing ones yes. and you plug them into this and it could just pop it up, or maybe if you're just not confident in yourself in opening up a cartridge, um, which is really easy, but, you know, if you just don't want to do it, then, okay, slot it in this and it will tell you yes or no. Oh, that's a pretty good idea. Yes, it's from, I believe the company's called Epilogue. Yeah. That have made this. Um, yeah, I mean... Retailing at $50. I think that's pretty cool. You right. know, I'm, I'm all for original systems and yeah, physical yeah. systems, but to be fair, like, you know, there's no way of playing Game Boy games on a big screen. No. And unless you spend a lot of money on a modded Game Boy, Game Boy yeah. Color or Game Boy Advance or whatever, um, 
you're not going to have a great experience replaying these. That, and that's yeah. the thing, that, especially the classic Game Boys. Mm. They're so old now. Oh yeah. Um, so components have massively degraded, um, and they weren't great in the first place. You you remember yeah. being really good? Yeah, yeah. They're not. No. No, they um, and finding a working one is getting harder and harder. Definitely. Yeah. We're coming up to like 35 years yeah, for yeah. Game Boy. It easily. Must be. Yeah, Mid-80s. easily. I can't remember if it was late 80s or, yeah, late 80s or very early 90s. I can't remember which one it so, is. It's a long time for a device that wasn't built to last. last oh, long. yeah, definitely. So, but there's some great gaming experience still be still be to have oh, yeah, Game definitely. Boy games. Like, I still want to play them. That's the thing. Is yeah. like, it's just the experience might not be that great if you've got a dusty old Game Boy on your shelf. Yeah. Well, it might, you know, you'll still have fun. Yeah. But if you can play it on your screen... Yeah, like a you know a nice backlit screen. It's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be pretty good. Like so, yeah. I think it might be quite a good idea. I mean, they'll probably get a cease and desist or something from Nintendo. Um, That's one thing I was I was questioning. Cause obviously, yeah. not licensed by Nintendo. No, no, not not at all. The fact that the user interface displays the artwork that's yeah. gonna be an issue for Nintendo. Hundred percent straight away. Um, and the fact that they've used the cartridge reader, I would imagine Nintendo would say is probably an infringement of their, yeah. their IP. Yeah, I imagine so. Um, but whilst it lasts, get one. Yeah, because yeah, it may be fine. It may it may last forever. Yeah. Nintendo may yeah. not have a problem with it. They'll definitely have a problem. They with will it. if they find out. They'll have a problem. So um, <laughs> if you can order one whilst um, whilst Epilogue is still in business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll think I'll get one just for the like the novelty factor of it. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to check it out and yeah. uh, you know look into it a little bit more. Um, see if there's any like user experiences yeah. of it uh, like you know does it actually work and all that kind of stuff um, and then yeah I'd probably like one just to have yeah, just in case you know but you know I, I'm perfectly fine I've got a Game Boy Micro believe it or not which was the last Game Boy Advance that they released yeah. the tiny little thing which had a brilliant display it's tiny the display is absolutely tiny it's micro yeah. um, and it's horrible to play because it's uncomfortable but it's a great it's the like one of the better ways of experiencing it unless you've still got a ds to plug your game boy games into which is currently the only good way of playing them. even they're getting old though. they're they? getting old yeah i've still got my original ds that i imported from japan before it released in the uk what year was that uh 2004 five something like that it's just casually 15 years ago yeah how's that make you feel mad <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, let's finish up on the equally ridiculous. Oh yes, the um, the NES game that will cost you five hundred thousand dollars, half a million, half. Well, actually, more than that, five hundred fifty-six thousand is it's kind of best guessed. Well, that's that's what the traded item sold for. So that's what they're kind of equating the same value. So there is a a high grade version of the nintendo world championship cartridge from 1990 which was a, a very limited made cartridge for the nintendo world Championship. yeah i think there was less than 100 and they weren't meant to get wow. into the public's hands so they're supposed to be destroyed after the the, the event, event took place yeah. but one collector has managed to keep an absolute minter yeah in a plastic protection case yeah. i think it was graded at an 8.0 and the pre the last previously graded one that was at the highest was a 5.5 i think wow 
So an 8.0 is a very, very high standard very, for yeah. a game from literally 30 years ago. Yeah, so um, Heritage Auctions, which is the auction company that's looking after it, um, uh, rated the previous version, that's right, at 5.5. Now, oh, yeah. The one that sold in 2014. Mm. And that sold for about 140,000, I think this yeah, wow. was. So... Um, $556,000 because it was traded for a Tom Brady playing card. I'm guessing that's baseball. Yeah. It's yeah, it's American. Um, yeah. No, Tom Brady's American football, isn't he? Is he? Okay. I think. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> sports in America um, don't tally up in my yeah. in my head. Go team much. sports. Yes. Um, so <laughs> Unless it's Mario Golf or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was his the Tom uh, Mint Tom Brady 2000 Contenders rookie autographed collector's card, which sold for five hundred fifty six thousand dollars, and that's what this cartridge was swapped for. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it could conceivably sell for more. Yeah, definitely, or a lot less. True. Yeah, true. But uh, um, <laughs> a lot less. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, or it could be a lot more. Who knows? It right. could be the highest graded version out there. Like it almost the certainly is, because like you say, there's only around 100 made for this event mm. and um, then, 30 years ago. Yeah, and when considering that a Mario cartridge sold for 660 grand... It's going to go for more. Then it could potentially go for more. Um, it was a sealed in box, though, that Mario... Yeah, Heritage Auction sold a copy of Super Mario Brothers for six hundred and sixty thousand yeah, dollars. Insane. That is, yeah, that's insane. So, it could become the most expensive video game in history. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing is, is that although it's not actually a game at all. Yeah, it's not even like a, an actual... It's not like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, you, you wouldn't... Once it's graded like that, there's no way you're taking it out of the box. No. Because you void the grade. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, once that's in there, that's it. That's a that's a put-in-the-vault jobby, that is. Yeah. Um. So, well, you were talking the other day about um, a certain other podcast that was talking about collecting games. Yes, yeah, yeah. And the values of certain games that they have. Yeah. And us... Between us, we like to buy older games and play older games. Yeah. For me, it's not really about... It is about collecting, yeah. but I'm not so worried about the value of the collection. Yeah, yeah, same. I like having them. Yep. And I like being able, the option of being able to play them exactly. if I want it. Yeah, it's kind of both, isn't it? It's like yeah. I have it physically yeah. because then that leads me into being able to play it yes. when I want. Um. So I would always want, if I'm going to buy it, to play it Yeah, at some point. That's why I bought that Samus um, uh, Returns on 3DS. Yeah. You know, yeah, I've got a sealed copy. Yeah, the prices have skyrocketed right now, but I didn't buy that to leave it sealed. No. Like, unusually, if I get a sealed game, as soon as I open the post, I just unwrap it because then I have no guilt. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I'm going to play that. I knew it was new. That's mine. I'm... Any sticky fingerprints are mine. mine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yes, my copies. I've got. I've to be honest, half my 3DS collection are sealed. Wow! Like, literally half of all the games are sealed. And now, are um, they sealed because you don't want to open them? Yeah, because no, no, because 
I haven't stopped playing them yet. Oh, just because you haven't got round. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Because I've so got there's a, there's a, a lot of stuff in the works. Yeah. So, yeah. so at some point, you would happily open it. Oh to yeah, play. yeah. I've got games there that you know are years old and, and they're all sealed. I'm so going to rip them over. That saddens me with this kind of story. <gasps> half a million pound games. All those people that are talking the other day about. I, I can't even remember what the title of the game was. And no, I don't. Like Seventy grand, or, and you're like, that's just stupid. Yeah. Come on. Um, because obviously they're not going to open it. They're not going to play it. Oh, of course it's the value of it. Yeah, yeah. They're just sitting on it. It's not what it was made for. No. no exactly. And they're all going to rot out one day anyway. Yeah, it will stop working. It will corrode. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even point. discs have yeah. disc rot. Yeah. So, you know. At some point, they're going to stop being yep. able to So they'll outlive all of us, but yeah. play it whilst you can. You know, enjoy it. Yeah, so I wouldn't. I would certainly not get into the world of serious high-end serious collecting. collecting. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like hunting down mint-graded stuff. Like I saw someone selling some 2DS consoles the other day on Facebook. I'm a part of all these Facebook groups, yeah. as you are. Yeah. Um, and I saw these uh, Pokemon limited edition Pokemon 2DS consoles that were graded, and I didn't see that they were graded. Should have seen from the photos but it was like 2ds consoles when they came out that was probably 120 quid yeah it was something yeah, like that yeah selling three of them for about five grand so it's a 2ds it doesn't even do 3d <laughs> it's not even that good do you know what i mean like i would i would if it was 100 quid for one of them <laughs> yeah i am right i mean even if it was 200 quid for one of them probably yeah but then anything above that but three grand i was yeah, like yeah, yeah i'm all right mate like have fun with that the other one that we were talking about and it's come up in conversation quite a bit recently was the um, the SNES Mini yeah. and the NES Mini, yep. the, the classic re-releases. Uh, and we were when we were streaming the other day, we were playing Star Fox 2 on the yeah. SNES Mini. Yeah. I bought it at release by accident. I was yeah. just like, oh, that's kind of cool. My partner was like, oh, she, I was talking to her about it. She actually said, I told you to buy both. Oh, and I was like, I can't spend that much money in one go. I'm the same. Things. Christina says that to me all the she'll time. Buy both. She'll be like, just get both. I'm like, no, no I can't no, do that. I need, I need to. And be then ca- months careful. later, she's like, told you, you should have got both. Yeah. So yeah. she she did. a told you so. Yeah. So I was like, do you remember that little Nintendo thing? Yeah. Um, you can't get them anymore. Um, and if the ones that are still new, they've gone from being sixty pounds at launch, which is what I paid for that, to two hundred and fifty pounds for new ones. Yeah. 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 And second-hand ones going for like 150 quid. Yeah, easily. This is mental. It's not old. It's not even that scarce. As in, like, they didn't do a limited... They did stop producing, but not like a proper limited edition. Yeah, they didn't say there was only a thousand of these, you know, which is why it's... There's there's probably like... There's probably a hundred thousand of them. Yeah. Conceivably. Yeah. I imagine. Um, But yeah, even those are jumped in value yeah so if i was a collector oh god i would yeah. have kept it sealed in its box yeah definitely yeah yeah because now it's worth like three four times what i paid for it yeah yeah easily um but where do you stop with that exactly yeah you it's, just have all these amazing games and never play anything yeah and, and oh it's worth a huge amount of money but i'm never going to sell it so it's not so actually it's, worth anything exactly i was just about to say that like pointless. value is subjective yeah, yeah. so you know totally pointless Anyway, that's a rant. Yeah, really. it is. Yeah, I mean, we could rant on and on, couldn't we? So half a million pounds for a game. There we go. Um, it's a great way to end. It is this podcast. And what happens when I press that button? Um, this one. All the fun. All the fun. 
so uh, thanks for listening or watching if you're on YouTube um, be sure to like comment and subscribe Do wherever it. you find us and also be sure to look around for 128 KB across the internet yeah yeah all sorts so you know the podcast the clips the actual main channel and Game on play, Twitch, Twitch. Yeah, gameplay all that good stuff everywhere all yeah. things um, and we'll be back after Andy's birthday hey. where he'll officially be 30 Indeed. so we'll see you next time thank you for watching and listening bye see you